everybody and welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan pomaville and joining us as always is the sports outsider full range what's going on i liked how you whispered outsider yeah he's an outsider but we won't hold that against him thank you yeah i still don't know anything about sports we're on episode 310 i want to see the gritty area cop drama called the outsider it's about phil are you still talking about the outsider? Yeah, we moving moved on? past you're, you're the sports outsider. Joel, in improv, you're supposed to listen, <laughs> take in what they say, and then yes and. I found it's better to stay to... in the same okay. subject uh, until you're sure that yeah. nobody likes it. Well, here's the subject. Don't pound on the table because at home it sounds like somebody's shaking their car. But it's it's great for making a point of emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got on the show this week? <laughs> oh, on the show this week, well, it's the All-Star break. Okay. Okay, in baseball. And here's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. There's one player, the player with the most hits, who has never made an All-Star team or received okay. a single MVP vote for years had been Nick Markakis. Oh, oh, and he made one. He finally made the All-Star. Oh. He has something like 2,000 hits or something. Wow. Oh, yeah. So who's, who's it now who hasn't made an All-Star game? It's our guest today. Oh, go! So he's just he's, he's a longtime MLB veteran, kind of unheralded, much like Nick Markakis, but kind of just kind of like a lunch pail guy. Hmm. You yeah. know, like kind uh, of he'd come to work every day. He'd get a couple hits. He never had the flashy stats, but he was kind of reliable, yeah, sure-handed to, in the I'm field. I'm trying to think about who this is. Uh... I, I mean, here's it's well, tough. I he's played him. for a lot of different I've teams. I met him in he's, the waiting room before. He's an active MLB player. It's Butch Danner. It is Butch Danner. I met him in I've the waiting room. I've never heard of Butch before. Danner. Well, he's bounced around a lot. He's kind of, like I said, he's kind yeah. of unsexy. Like he's a guy who's constantly hitting 275. Okay. You know, not with a lot of power. Not with a lot of home runs. He never two hundred and seventy-five mile an hour fastballs. No, no, no. Batting average two seventy-five. Oh, you know? And he's I never played on a good team, so he's never getting a lot of RBIs. Yeah. But uh, he has the most hits now for someone to never make an all-star team. Can I tell okay. a, can I tell a quick story about that? Sure. So for a work trip, uh, we went to the batting cages for a work trip. I went in the eighty mile an hour. Well, that's uh, very one. fast, Phil. Very yeah. fast. I'd say I hit two out of three. Nice Holy solid shit. straightforward hits. Clocked I, a couple. I don't believe you. I don't believe I you. No, I didn't. I actually, no, there I, is no way I'll you be- were roping 80 mile per hour fast. How yeah, about this? Still. I've got it on video. I don't believe I it was 80 miles it. per hour. I would it was. Need, it was I would the 80 need. mile an hour cage. I don't believe. Was it a cage or a machine? Let me it say was this. A machine. Well, say, but I, what, I'm, what I'm asking is, was it a machine that you would set up and someone was actually feeding no, balls into? No, I did not set it up. No, because there are batting cages where you can go in and you have someone feeding the balls oh, in. Oh, no, no And one those are it. more reliable speed-wise than, say, like the ones at putt-putt. Well, how about this? I will miles. say this. I do not believe I you could hit an 80 I stepped into an 80 mile an hour. That's what the sign said on the thing. Yeah. And I was reliably hitting the ball. I also, when so Phil says reliably hitting the ball... I think it's also entirely possible that our sports outsider has a different concept guys, of reliably hitting guys, the ball. Guys, I have it on video. Well, I'll share the video. Everyone, yes. After, after the, the podcast, podcast, I will throw 45 miles per hour and strike you out. <laughs> but then they, it's, with the machines, it's a strike every time. No, it's no, not. Go. You've got to change, Jordan. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'll come I've over the top. I've got it on video. 
All right, we'll we'll watch this video, uh, and next week, everyone, tune in to, uh, to hear our analysis of Phil's. All right, this is gonna uh, be Phil's good. Batting no this is gonna be good. Miles do this we have a wide world of weird sports? Goddamn right, we do. And news, news, news. But first, Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Brought to you by Mentos. Feel the rush in your mouth today. Today, boy, they are <laughs> sticking with that. <laughs> it's been that a while. Praise, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, Feel that is our oldest. Update, watch, update, and they just keep sending it in, and I think they maybe don't realize that there's sexual connotations. What? Tim Tebow is a double-A Eastern League All-Star. No fucking shit. I didn't even know he was a double-A. Subheadline, number nine in the batting order, but number one in our hearts. Whoa. Can he hit an 80-mile-an-hour fastball? Because I can. Actually, he can, yes. Uh, There we go. (laughs) It's one of the few things he can hit. There we go. Heisman winner. National champion. First-round draft pick. NFL playoff game winner, Virgin, and now minor <laughs> league all-star. There it is. Boom. Tim Tebow currently plays for the Binghampton Rumble Ponies. Wow. Wait, whoa, back it up. <laughs> Binghampton Rumble Ponies? Incidentally, it's Rumble. Probably Binghamton. Binghamton. Yeah. Okay, it's in New Jersey. Does that help? Binghamton, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, uh, I just I just mean that it's one of those English names. I feel like that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Boy, oh, didn't know we were speaking the Queen's English here. Right. Your Majesty. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, incidentally, Rumble Ponies is how the guys at Kai-Fi refer to the girls at Sigma Alpha Tau. Oh, Whoa, face cake. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a joke there if you know the Greek alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> it spells eat. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> Tivo is one of five Bing- Binghamton Rumble Ponies to make the All-Star Game, and he's in the 20th percentile for most deserving. An article I read noted that at 30 years old, Tebow is the oldest position player in the Eastern League. Which, yeah, I'd buy that. Which means there's at least one pitcher older than him in the league who is very resentful toward him. <laughs> Oof. Uh, now, my research couldn't determine how he made the game, because all, all of them, we, the term most used is selected. Yeah. Okay. Uh, even when players are voted in, they say selected as an all-star. But it appeared the league last year had a vote. So it could be a van, fan vote, could be selected. Uh, but the all-star game is about bringing out the stars, and Tim Tebow is the most famous minor league baseball player, maybe since Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's a fair point. I was about to point out that there were other higher-ranked prospects, and then I was like, no, nobody else knows Not about famous. those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for except for the handful of us who care. Uh, regardless of how he got uh, there, the case for him being there is iffy, but not terrible. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super impressed by all of this. Uh, he is currently hitting 270, 337 on base percentage, 390 slugging, five home runs, 33 RBI, 21 walks to 95 strikeouts. Ouch. That's not a good ratio yeah. there. Unless one... you're a pitcher. So that's the bad. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, a 337 on base percentage is like, okay, yeah. paired with a... 390 slugging percentage it looks a lot worse but however he's been on a hot streak since june his best minor league month so far in june he had 301 338 on base 22 hits in 24 games mm. july so far it's only seven games he's played 391 average 417 on base percentage mm-hmm. he's getting better yeah but more bad on his own team he's seventh in hits mm. and sixth in homers mm. and not a great corner outfielder who will really need to hit to succeed. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a lot of those guys who were light-hitting corner outfielders with weak defense <laughs> scattered <laughs> throughout Major League you know, Baseball. You know, not really anymore. In the All-Star game, T. 
Tebow shared a bench with big-name prospects with impeccable bloodlines, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette. Oh, they're both real good. And they're both sons of great major leaguers, both of which are considerably less famous than Who him. Who is Bo Bichette's dad? Dante Bichette. Colorado Rockies. Uh, Old man Bichette. <laughs> but Bo Bichette was 8 and 10 years old and living in Florida when Tebow won his two BCS national championships, so he was probably pretty psyched. <laughs> sure. Grew up in Unless Orlando. he's a Knowles fan. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Uh, Tebow started at designated hitter and batted ninth. You know, because that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) He went one for four with a double. Yeah. See, that's why he was designated the hitter. But the one thing Tebow always does when he couldn't do for the East All-Star team. Oh. Yeah. And actually, this is more interesting was how the game ended and had nothing to do with Tebow. It was they were down. Then I don't understand why we're talking about it. Oh, <laughs> the 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 East rallied to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. Okay, tie game in the All Star game, Double A Eastern League All Star team. So how do you how do you go? Do you go into extras? Sorry, hang on. I'm just I'm. I, you just mentioned Double A All Star team tie uh, All Star game tied, and I I just got a shiver down my spine. Don't I you, need a moment to in recover. In order to break that. Ty, don't you have to do the hot dog races? Isn't that what that's for? Where everyone dresses up like hot dogs and runs around the bases? First of all, great guess. Thank you. <laughs> You're not that far off. Okay. Uh, hitting competition. What? Each manager selected one batter from his team to hit as many balls as he could in two minutes. Home runs were worth 100 points. Balls hit to left and right were five. And balls hit to center were 10. Wow. Will Craig of Altoona hit two home runs in route to 305 points to beat Redding's Zach Green, with two, who hit for 275 points, to give the West the win. They should have put Tebow in. That's a pretty good idea, like a slug-off for All-Star games. It's actually Why not do that? Kind of fun, especially yeah. for a minor league All-Star game. Like, no one wants to be in those stands for another three innings. Right. No it's one like- wants to be at a 12-inning Eastern League AA All-Star <laughs> game. Right. Seems like the strategy would be like you do at Dave and Buster's of the basketball game where the pitcher is constantly pitching balls with two hands. <laughs> and they're just swinging furiously at each one. <laughs> the Papa Shot version. The Papa Shot version. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Today, today, today. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. World Cup update, watch update. World Cup update, watch update. Brought to you by... Flat globes. It's the real way the earth looks. The world is flat. Wake up, scumbags. Uh, Did we sell ad time to flat earthers? I don't know. That's just flat globes. No, they're just they're coming. What's a map? But a flat globe? Yeah. Well, you can get those ones where they, they try to maintain the, uh, the the perception of size. FIFA <laughs> wants broadcasters to stop showing so many female fans. What? Oh. Subheadline, hottest soccer fans slideshows added to Mr. Skin's list of endangered clickbait. Ooh. <laughs> hashtag me too. If you've been watching the World Cup or if you've ever been on the internet, you may have noticed that broadcasters and photographers have a habit of focusing on attractive female fans. That's sure. weird because aren't most cameramen women? 
No, most cameramen are men, Joel. No, I, I know that. I was. Being oh, sarcastic. I didn't understand your sarcasm. Oh. It sounded like you were being so honest. I know it was a very dry sarcasm. It was good. Well, American males who are just start, starting to maybe warm up to soccer. That's about to change. Mm. FIFA has ordered international broadcasters to stop focusing on, quote, hot women fans celebrating at World Cup matches. God, that is so weird because, after all, it's the beautiful sport. What? 15 minutes of soccer is like watching every Picasso painting. Joel, I thought you didn't like sports. No. Joel does this extreme <laughs> sarcasm bit usually. Oh, with, that was sarcasm yeah, too? Yeah, with Tim yeah. Tebow, well, Johnny Joel, Manziel, and soccer. Does Joel have another kind of joke besides sarcasm? <laughs> you know, Phil, I feel like we have 309 episodes worth I'm of hangry. being sarcastic. I'm hangry. Leave me alone. <laughs> now, hot women might be subjective, but there's more or less a consensus, so FIFA has released age and weight ranges that are now off limits. What? <laughs> Bring on the know? photogenic grandmas. No, that was a joke. <laughs> or, or the yeah. cameraman who's like one of those guess your weight people at the carnivals. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is part of a bid to tackle sexism at the 2018 World Cup. They want television producers to go against literally decades of training and avoid cutting away to attractive women celebrating in the stands of games. Quote, We've done it with individual broadcasters. We've done it with our host broadcast services, says Frederick Adichi, FIFA diversity chief and vice president of boner killing. Sure. He, he added that FIFA has the not... The diversity chief is yeah. trying to actively prevent women from being on screen. Yes. All right. He added that FIFA has not yet was not yet being proactive about the policy, but would, quote, take action against things that are wrong before pausing and adding up to, but not including, wire, flaw, <laughs> wire fraud, racketeering, and money laundering. Ooh, take that world up. That's a FIFA joke. The quote, hot female fan trope is widespread in the coverage of the World Cup. In fact, early in this World Cup, Getty Images uh, published a gallery titled 2018 World Cup, The Sexiest Fans. Featured women in the stands in revealing clothing and had the subheadline, talk about a knockout round. How come when I go to the Getty Center, I never see galleries like that? They don't put the stock photography in the Getty Center. <laughs> what? Then what's on all those walls? I don't know how you don't get off on Rubenesque so women. that's actually oh, an exhibit do. I might want to go see. Yeah. Uh, so this, this immediately came under fire across social media. Supporters of the hashtag MeToo movement criticized them for their tone deafness in objectifying women. Many others were equally upset, filling Getty Images mentions with irate tweets like, quote, post nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Getty later. We took- know you have them. You have so many pictures. Yeah, and you have all those beautiful gallery artistic pieces of nudes up at the Getty Center. Getty later took down the gallery, calling it "quote a regrettable error in judgment," and said an internal investigation would be made. Sources indicate this will likely result in the dismissal of their oldest, whitest, perviest editor. <laughs> Where's that Law and Order episode? <laughs> uh, I mean. That's not an easy race to handicap there, Jordan. I know, right? There's probably a lot of very old, very white, and very pervy editors. Uh, Ahead of Russia 2018, there was widespread fears that racism and homophobia would be the most pressing problems at this year's tournament. Many pointed to Russia's notorious anti-gay legislation Mm -hmm. and to previous incidents involving Russian fans engaging in racist chants at matches. I don't buy it. When has Russia ever done anything wrong? Luckily, those fears were misplaced as it was good old-fashioned sexism that has been the main source of discrimination. (laughs) Right. This is according to the FAIR Network, 
which stands for Football Against Racism in Europe. Boy, do they have their work cut out for them. Yikes. <laughs> Speaking to reporters at a press conference. Yeah, they, they say football against, but I'm, I feel like it's one of the major drivers of racism in Europe. It, it, yeah, really. skinhead hooligans are all that's in the stands. They're like, oh, get them, get those manks. Also, it's like most of the chants they have that are part of like the rich cultural tradition of the game yeah. are horrifically racist. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like for the longest time, it was all about, you know, like religion and country of origin. Oh, and yeah. now, in Europe, mostly soccer. Yikes. Driving races. Crusades part two, am I right? <clears throat> uh, speaking to reporters at a press conference, Fair's executive director, Paria Powar, said his team had, quote, documented more than 30 cases of female reporters being harassed by fans, but believe the number of incidents is likely to be 10 times this. Whoa. 300. The types of harassment these reporters have experienced while trying to do their jobs include being randomly kissed by men during live reports. Quote, well, it might make great news bloopers for YouTube at first. Around Kiss 75, the joke starts to get old before actually coming back to funny around Kiss 215. (laughs) Then it sort of loses the narrative thread and gets overrated like Too Many Cooks. Oh, I love Too Many Cooks. Stem to stern. Joining us now on the podcast is Major League Baseball veteran outfielder Butch Danner. Yeah, hey there, guys. How you doing? Oh, you are a veteran. Look yeah, at that. Listen how scratchy your voice hey, is. Uh, somebody got to smoke. No, uh, we're, no, we're not athletes. It's a so smoke-free, smoke. smoke-free studio. I'll even accept one of those pissy ones with a with a filter on it. No, no, no. no, no. We're not going to. Lady eat. cigarettes. Late. No, most cigarettes have filters now. It's actually yeah. more the exception than the rule when they don't. Guy, you, you got nobody. No, no, nobody. No, We're not here to talk about cigarettes, Butch Danner. You have been in the major leagues for 19 seasons. That is correct. It I was, mean, uh, it was 14 in the minors, uh, and then it's 19 since I uh, since I got called up and stayed up. Yeah. Wow. wow. That means you're what 50? Uh, possibly. They. Uh, oh man. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Age. They don't have the birth certificate. That's pretty grizzled to not know your own age. Wow. That you are truly a throwback. Yeah, but, but so like I vaguely remember saying hello to Kennedy, John F. I I don't or remember Justice. which one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> so I mean, he he was like a handsome guy with brown hair and a suit. And so, uh, Dudley doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> could have been either. Could have been Ted in his younger years. So I want you to walk us through because you kind of have a you're you're kind of not that known. You have a less than storied career, but you have a long career, and we thought there's a lot maybe you can tell us about. Yeah, you. yeah. Well, okay. So like I said, uh, I come from a small town in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, it's Scranton. No, it's not Scranton. Okay. It's uh, it's a bit north of Scranton. Okay. Okay. It's a Scrunton, actually. Scrunton. Scrunton, Pennsylvania, ah, yeah. Did you have a show based on that called The Orifice? No, no, we, we, did, we did not. Okay, just making sure. Actually, we technically were founded before Scranton, uh, oh, okay. as we like to tell people. Scrunton, but it's, yeah. Scranton. It's like my granddad always used to say, if you want to be good at baseball, you better come from somewhere where they mill or mine something. That's you know? a long quote to remember. And, and what did they do in Scranton? Uh, well, in Scranton, actually, they had uh, it was an interesting facility. There's not too many places in the country that do this, but they actually took scrap iron and melted it back down into ore so that it could be shipped more easily to somewhere useful. 
Oh, that uh, sounds and then good. turned back into iron. Wow. They yeah. took they took iron, turned it back into ore, and then shipped they it. Shipped it out, yeah. Wow, I, that for is a, a second tough... I thought you were gonna say they turned it into ore and then they reburied it so they could mine it again <laughs> later. It's actually it's a it's a it's a very rare industry. It's oh, there's not yeah. many places with a labor force has so little value add that you would right. actually... I was going to say, it sounds very labor-intensive. Yeah, sounds but that's like back-breaking no, that's work. Back-breaking work, that's what I did in Scranton. My uh, my dad and my granddad, they each worked 80 hours a week for their entire lives. How about making, yeah. like, probably two pence an hour for that kind of No, work? they made more than that. Oh, there's okay, there's minimum wage. Again, oh. uh, you know... Uh, I just assumed always, that unions would be for idiots. They'd always try to go under the minimum wage in Scranton uh, because, right. again, the quality of the labor force. But, uh, but yeah, it's a federal law. Thought, you can't do it. I never thought I'd be the guy to say this, but what does any of this have to do with sports? Well, uh, he's telling us a story. Oh, he's okay, a long-time major right, league. I, I want to know. He's now the major league hit leader for an active player who's never made an all-star game. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Never received an all-star vote. Never even an all-star vote. See, I didn't even yeah. know that. that those, are, those are like mail, and it's... It's a little insulting at some point. Yeah, well, many teams just fill out for their entire team. Yeah, most fans go players. and do that. So uh, I don't quite know how I've missed that, but, uh, but well, so it goes. Do, what, what team do you play for, first of all? What kind of team are you playing on? Right now? Yeah. Well, Or your history. I don't care. I want to I I paint the picture. I want to okay. know. You were working in the ore plant. Yep. Then yeah. I'm sure you're, you play some high school baseball. Did you get to sign to the minors? Like, Tell us how you got to the majors. How, yeah, how I, did you get scouted and everything? I did not attend high school. Uh, they did not have a high school locally. Uh, you could get bussed to the high school in Scranton, okay, uh, which was about um, three hours each way. Oof, uh, too but much. you definitely had to pass like a reading test beforehand. Uh, Before I, they let you go to school, you had to know how to read already. That feels yeah. like a little like like you're trying to keep people out, right? Who yeah, are these? Who are these uptight jerks in Scranton? Yeah, who do they think they are? Jim and Pam. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the issue being we just don't have a lot of gasoline for the bus. Oh, okay. So it was like yeah. a weight issue. It's like you couldn't afford to send kids who weren't going to make it. Uh, you know, and I failed the test because uh, my family taught me only the Cyrillic alphabet. Cyrillic, Cyrillic alphabet? alphabet? Yeah, like in Russia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I assume you started playing ball somehow? You maybe joined a yeah, team? Yeah, definitely. We uh, we would all play in the old dirt lot where, yep. you know, the... The, the sand lot. It's like the sand lot? Kind of like it that, except this lot. is where the... I mean, the dirt in question was the ash from the nearby plant would sort of settle oh, over the yeah. course of the day. Yeah. Uh, and build up over time, so you'd play on that. Uh, the only problem being there was some calcite deposits right under it, so every time you'd slide, you'd sort of rip open... Big sections of your body. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Sounds the end awful. of the Star Wars The Last Jedi when they're on the planet where the salt crystals are on the ground and they turn red whenever you ran over them, right? Yeah. It's like Though that. I really I thought that was kind of stupid, just sort of a... All right. Well, let's, let's, this is, so <laughs> you, you started great. playing ball. When Did you get scouted? Did someone kind of find you and sign you your first minor league deal? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you know, we sort of lucked out there. Uh, the scout in question, uh, he his car broke down in Scranton. You know, he wasn't planning to stop there. I so. assume just passing through. Yeah, he All was right. just passing through. His car That's what broke I figured. Down. I figured uh, and it, you know, anytime a guy's driving through Scranton and he's got all four wheels in his car, you know, it's like, hey, rich guy over here. Yeah, right? cannibals. Yeah. yeah, so he was kidnapped uh, yeah. by my family. That makes they, sense. They kept him in the basement for some time before discovering that it was a baseball scout, at which point they, they brought him upstairs uh, and they started, you know, making me do some drills and whatnot. Uh mm. 
And, uh, you know, at the time, I had uh, I had a scrap iron bat. Okay. Since we okay. had extra scrap iron, you know. Lots. Uh, yeah, which is uh, harder to swing. I don't know if you guys know this. Scrap iron's quite heavy. Right. Uh, no, yeah, I understand. So, and I give you broad shoulders, though. Yeah. Well, what do you think these are, buddy? No, I'm just saying that that's probably where he got them. Yeah. From all that scrap iron. Anyway, I guess he was impressed by me swinging that heavy bat, and he said, hey... If you can uh, get your family to release me from this basement uh, without the ransom payment, then uh, then I can see about getting you a tryout uh, at Rookie Ball. Okay, and so I assume that Perfect. happened. Yeah, so I, I, I got the tryout. Uh, initially didn't get on the team, uh, but then there was a bus crash. Uh, killed 13 people. Oh, uh, lucky for you. Yeah, opened a lot of slots up. Sure. A lot of slots up. And especially lucky for me, it was uh, four of their five corner outfielders in the roster. I feel so, like I would have yeah. heard about that news story. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Might have been a little before your time. Oh, yeah. That's true. I was born in 82. But yeah. you made the team. And I have here made the team. in my notes on it. It was because they were so impressed with your hustle and your grit. Absolutely. And just your work ethic. You know, I knew that was my way out. You know, so I, I showed up every day at five o'clock in the morning, whether we had a game or not. Actually, one day we, we had away games, so that that was sort of troubling. But uh, but yeah, showed up at 5 a.m. every single day. I threw a baseball against the fence until somebody would show up to throw it with me, you know? Yeah, and I assume this built up your arm strength into what it is today. Yep, definitely did, definitely did. Uh, now, had they not had to remove my rotator cuff in uh, 1997, uh, <laughs> I think I would have been much better defensive outfielder. Would have would have had a much better arm. That there. happened 21 years ago, and you're still playing without a rotator cuff. Without What's in either its rotator place? cuff. Either? Yep. I what had do you the, have in its place? <laughs> they've called him the grittiest <laughs> player in Major League Baseball history, Phil. But I, still, I you taught myself out. to use my legs to to create momentum and swing my so useless arms you around. You have jelly arms <laughs> without a rotator cuff. Then what is it? Just a hole there? Is it like your arm? Yeah. No, can't, just like can't and your lift shoulder. My arms. I have to. I have to start from the hip. Throw it into the shoulder and see, watch Man. as I sort of flop the arm up and around. That is the most grizzled thing I've ever heard it's in my life. A very unique movement. Yeah. Yeah. It worked great uh, until the ligaments in my elbow snapped. Uh, and then uh, then it got a little bit worse. Uh, that would have been in uh, 1999. What? Right. Wait. You, so you've <laughs> still been playing for 19 years. Yeah. Just don't use the lefty. Now, what's Ooh. most impressive about this is clearly your defense suffered. Yeah, it definitely it got significantly worse. But but you know what they say in baseball: if you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. Yeah, and you could hit. I I absolutely could. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So uh, to be honest, it's it's real hard to hit without rotator cuffs. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that I've I've definitely. That's discovered. what I was just implying is yeah. that it's damn. I can't imagine it. So I'll tell you what I did a lot of was bunting. I got real good at bunting. Oh, so you're not a real hitter. So would you yeah. would you have the speed to beat it out? You know, I definitely did uh, right up until they removed the fibula from both of my legs, uh, and I <laughs> was, I was definitely turning into like that. a Black Knight situation. This reminds yeah. me of the beginning of Looper. Yeah, when they're catching that guy, you know, yeah, or the beginning of Avatar when the guy's like, "I can't move." Yeah. 
but yeah, so I definitely learned how to leg out bunts, you know, on uh, on bunts, you know, had an on-base percentage of like 360. Wow, that's pretty yeah. good. On uh, Anytime I'd swing the bat, that would drop all the way to 112. Oh, uh, yeah. So they definitely told me to stick with the bunting. It's without two fibulas or rotator <laughs> cuffs and a useless left arm that you'd get that high. Yeah. Yeah. Really, work ethic. I'd, I'd like to say that. But yeah, it's you can't. You can't teach heart, Jordan. No, you can't. Can't can't teach heart. And that's what I've always said. That's what I've always tried to instill in the other boys, you know? Can't teach talent either. That's one thing that I've sort of figured out over right. the years. That that definitely helps. I look at some of the more talented guys and they work uh they work less than me. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna be honest, uh, Butch. Uh when I looked at your stats, I thought to myself, how had this guy, you know, never made an all-star game? And uh, you know, I hadn't heard of you. But having you here and hearing everything, it's now been made abundantly clear why you've never made an all-star game or received an MVP vote. Yeah, bias. Thank you for being on the show today, Butch. All right, thanks for... You sure you guys don't have a smoke? No. no. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports! Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we have for this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Bobby Bonilla. Ooh. How does one play Bobby Bonilla? Roberto. (laughs) Roberto. In right field. Boom! Roberto Martin Antonio Bonilla. That's a hell of a name. Right? Right? Uh, He was born February 23rd, 1963. Never forget, is a former player in Major League Baseball of Puerto Rican descent. So he's an American uh, who played from 1986 to 2001. Through his 16 years in professional baseball, Bonilla accumulated a .279 batting average with a .358 OBP. You don't need to say the point. Hey, Phil, just a quick quick pointer here. Generally speaking. Don't need to say the point. Don't don't mention the the decimal point. It's assumed. And a .472 (laughs) slugging. Right. right. 472 is just how you'd put that. Yep. .472. We don't want him to think that he was hitting more than he was being pitched to. Yeah. A a slugging percentage of 472 is quite impossible. Yeah. That would be insane. (laughs) They would have to let you start... Rounding the bases multiple times yeah. per at bat. People would sit there with their math textbooks saying, how is this happening? Well, it is. <laughs> We're looking at it. There's no other X. Ex- oh, wait, the decimal point. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right. Uh, he was also part of the Flor- Florida Marlins team that won the 1997 World Series. Oh, I forgot Got that. a ring, got a ring. Yeah. yeah. Bonilla also led the league in extra base hits, 78, during the 1998 MLB season and doubles, 44, during the 1991 MLB season. Ooh. He also participated in six All-Star games and won three Silver Slugger Awards. Yep. What, yeah. What do you think a Silver Slugger Award is? I like the gold because I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, best hitter at every position. Right? What? There's, there's no gold Slugger Award. Well, <laughs> some, they'll get there someday. <laughs> they keep practicing. From 1992 to 1994, Bonilla was the highest paid player in the league, earning more than $6 million a year. 
Oh my God, that was the highest paid player in the league in the early 90s? And back then, they were saying, $6 million? You're the president doesn't even make that much. Yeah, the president makes, what, 300000 I got to be honest with you. This this really tells me Most that of it's uh, taxed. Right. the strike in 94 Donald Trump just turned down necessary. his salary, though. Because yeah. <laughs> I've seen it in memes where it's like Donald Trump turned down his salary. Barack Obama kept all his salary. Who's the <laughs> jerk? <laughs> there really are memes going on like that. I don't know. I stay out of. Did memes. he actually turn down his salary? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump is not taking a salary because the Russians are paying it. Yeah. Uh, so since 2011, Bonilla has been paid approximately 1.19 million by the New York Mets each year. Mm, yeah. Some sort of consulting fee. Uh, is well, he their manager? <laughs> oh, the 25 payments come every July 1st, which just happened, which some fans refer to as. Bobby Bonilla Day. Yay! Happy hey, Bobby Bonilla Day. Are the Mets handing out bobbleheads or something? Bit. Is that <laughs> now we missed it by a little bit, but hey, yeah. it's still July, so apropos. This was part of a deal made when the Mets released Bonilla before the 2000 season, while still owing him 5.9 million dollars for the final year of his contract. You always take the lump sum. Right. Always take the lump sum. Well, not in this case. Investment returns. <laughs> well, the deal expires in 2035, at which point Bonilla will have been paid $29.8 million for a season, which he did not even play for the Mets. It's pretty impressive. They should have just had him be a bench warmer, right? Uh, no, because then you, you use a roster, a roster spot. spot. You He's like 50. Uh, so. Well, someone screwed up. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, you you are correct. Someone did screw up. Yeah. All right. So let's hear a little bit about his childhood because that's weird. Uh, bo- uh, let's see. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to know more about Bob Bonilla Day. Do they have more or more about the uh, the circumstances yeah, what else about him? And how many how many people have played outfield for the Mets and gotten paid less than Bobby Bonilla? Clearly does not have that information in front of him. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk. Uh, on November 1998, the New York Mets reacquired Bonilla from the Los Angeles Dodgers in exchange for Amel Rojas. Again, his level of play did not measure up to expectations, and he had numerous clashes with manager Bobby Valentine over lack of playing time. Uh, another his, Bobby. Right? Bobbies hate Bobbies. His tenure in New York culminated with an infamous incident during Game 6 of the 1999 NLCS where the Mets were eliminated by the Braves in an 11-inning game where Bonilla reportedly sat in the clubhouse playing cards with teammate Ricky Henderson. (laughs) Oh, Ricky be Ricky. Yeah. Uh, After his subpar 1999 season, the Mets released Bonilla but still owed him $5.9 million. Bonilla and his agent offered the Mets a deal. Bonilla would defer payment for a decade, and the Mets would pay him an annual paycheck of $1.19 million starting in 2011 and ending in 2035, adding up to a total payout of $29.8 million. I'm sorry. I take it back. You do not take the lump sum. Yeah. Who the fuck at the Mets offered to pay him four times well, what they owed him? Yeah, that's I feel bad. like Phil will now tell us the answer <laughs> to right. that. Right. Mets owner Fred Wilpon accepted the deal mostly because he was heavily invested with a Ponzi scheme operator, Bernie Madoff, and the 10% returns he thought was getting on his investments with Madoff outweighed the 8% interest the Mets would be paying on Bonilla's initial $5.9 million. Oh I need the God. cash now because I hit a gold mine. It is Mets. the most Mets thing ever. Amazing. Yeah. They got so fucked when they caught Madoff. Yeah. Because they, and it's so funny to me that they structured this deal 
based upon, well, this money will do so much more for me in the yeah. market with this Bernie guy. He's getting me 10% returns every year. Yeah. That's I'll why, just continue doing this in perpetuity. <laughs> that's why I'm going to sell my spot on this podcast because I'm going to get into cryptocurrency. Oh. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird spots. I really am into cryptocurrency. It's doing very well for me. Thank you very much. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to try to bring back Butch Danner to give you our contact information. Butch. Put uh, that out. The Put that, cigarette. You know, no smoking in here. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that guy, Sean. Oh, Gene. Oh, it's actually Gene. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. He's got the good stuff. Hand rolled him. All right. Yeah. Give our contact info, Butch. All right. So you can uh, you can email us at sportsportsportspodcast at gmail.com. You can definitely go on there. I uh, I am unable to email uh, at this point because I was uh, I was wrapped up in a in a big email scam and some old friends from Scranton who were trying to figure it out. What are you doing? Trying to figure it out? What the hell is that for? Read read the sheet. Just read the paper. There's a sheet in front of you. Hey, that that wasn't even the folks tell me what to do. You don't know what I've been through. Your story was a (laughs) non-story. Hang on, if I can get enough momentum, I'm gonna slap you right in the face. Uh, Try without rotating. Just missed. All right, you can uh, you can find all of our back episodes on SoundCloud. Uh, Just go to SoundCloud.com/sports the number three podcast. Uh, SoundCloud is what they call the thing that used to come out of the ore factory at 4 p.m. It was uh, smoke that made this eerie, high-pitched shrieking noise. Oh, like lost. Yeah, and it gave you cancer. So oh, that's uh, bad, too. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And, of course, you can uh, you can always find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash sports, the number three podcast, if you want to go there. Uh, Facebook is, uh, is what my dad used to call it if I ever forgot to get the paper in the morning. Oh. He'd hit me in the face with a book. Yeah, thank you, Butch. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I got nothing. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.